This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everyone. Very exciting. Baruch Hashem. We're right before the Yantam of Shruis. We're going to have a lot of fascinating insights tonight that I've, some of them I've said before, but most of them I have not said before. But I want to open up. It is so important this year. It's so important this year. Um, this Kavayasha, if you want to look it up, it's in the Kavayasha. Um, Perek Tzadik Beis, page Tuf Pei Hei. Listen very carefully. This is a, a matter of life and health. And it says the following. Usafatam Lechem Yimarchas HaShabbos, Chag Shuas. Lechem Chag Shuas Yimarchas HaShabbos, Chag is one day in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. Pesach is not one day, right? Pesach is more than one day, and Sukkot is more. You have Cholamoy, the last days, the first days. Rosh Hashanah is two days. Chagishuas Yom Echad. L'Rameh Shekadosh Baruch Hu Hu Echad. God is one. Yisrael Hengay Echad. And the Jewish nation is one. L'Rameh Yisrael Tluyim Bach Dusay. That the Jewish nation depends on God and us being one. Rames al Eitzachayim in the in Ganeiden there were two trees that they weren't allowed to take from. There was an Eitzadas and there was an Eitzachayim. Eitzachayim was the Torah actually. It's brought down. The Miyaka Lukuli learning the Ganeiden the Kashu Bichud Lishlim. Everyone, all the trees in Ganeiden were all juxtaposed to this to this one tree, which was the Eitzachayim. Okay. When the Jewish nation was in Mitzrayim, they belonged to a different power. And they were deep in the Tumah. Like a woman who is Tameh. After the Jewish nation had the Bris Mila Mitzrayim, and the tumor stopped. Like a woman who hurt who her tumor stopped. Now, when a woman's tumor stops, she has to count. She has to count five days. You have to count seven weeks. These 49 days take you out of the Tumah. Now listen carefully to what he says. And this is the Zoya. The day of Shavuos, which is the 50th day, is a very holy day. People sleep, people eat cheesecake, but there's a lot more going on. This is very important to us who have been affected since Pesach, before Pesach with this virus. The day of Shavuos, the Jews went out free from what? You ready? From the angel of death, and from the other nations. May this Shavuos be the end, Mitzvah Hashem. Oh, the Malachamovas, everybody say in your house, whoever's listening, say Amen. Now, there are no guarantees in life. Who's going to live out the year? I mean, who would have ever dreamt that we'd lose a thousand people in our community? Our Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, whoever dreamt, we thought we had a good Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we thought everything was great. Who would have ever dreamt? There is a Zaya and a Chidah. And from that result, a guarantee to live out the year. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. But there is such a thing. Listen, everyone who's listening, and boy, do we need this if we've ever needed it. Al-Kain, therefore, Roy v'nachem l'chol ish hayara v'chari Hashem. That every person who has fear to the words of Hashem, she You should learn the whole night. 
of Shavuos Kifi Hatikun Shechibra Tamidayar Hari. Not just to learn, but to say the whole Tikon Chatois, which takes from two and a half to three and a half hours. There you will find when you say Tikon Chatois. Betaira, you'll find Taira. Nevi'im Uksubim, you'll find Tanakh. Mishnayis, you'll find Mishnayis, you'll find Gemara, Uksas Mamre Hazaya, and you will find Mamre Hazaya. Now, growing up I never saw this, but lately I do see it, and I'm telling everyone, this is very important. We're all used to staying up the first night, and not the second night. Huge mistake. The second night is bigger than the first night. Rabbi Wallerstein, what are you saying? Who stays up the second night? What do you mean it's bigger? So for everyone's information, well, I'm going to read it to you from inside, for everyone's information, the Torah was not given on the 50th day. Shavuot's night in Israel is not the night we got the Torah. The first night when you're all staying up, it's not the night we got the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu came to Hashem and he said, I'm asking and I'm begging you for another day because we're not ready. We got it on the 51st day. So actually the second night of Shavuos is the night that we really got the Torah and therefore it's holier than the first night and you should stay up the second night too. Amazing. Now you're going to ask me, Rabbi, if the case, if we got the Torah on the 51st, why do we celebrate the 50th? We didn't get the Torah. The whole Shavuos in Eretz Yisrael is really Erev Shavuos, the first day. Because we didn't get the Torah on the 50th day. So why do, why do we make Shavuos on that day? And the answer is that Hashem made the 50th day, the day we're supposed to get the Torah. And even though Moshe Rabbeinu pushed it off, once Hashem made it that day, the Kedusha is in that day. But really... We didn't get the Torah that day. I'm going to read to you from inside. So the Kedusha, you know, you can't take that away. We have to, we have to, we can't celebrate the 51st day because Moshe asked for an extra day. We have to celebrate the 50th day also. That's the day that Hashem said I'm making Yantif. After Hashem said I'm making Yantif, they weren't ready, so he asked for an extra day. So you have to keep, we have to keep, in that show, they don't keep both, they only keep one. Because that Moshe Rabbeinu, okay, he asked for an extra day, which, okay, you weren't ready for the wedding on the right day. It's not, you know, <laughs> You weren't ready. You, you weren't ready, right? But Hashem loves us. So he said, he didn't say, no, I don't care. Imagine the chassan like, comes to the, to the, to the, to the hall and he gets a message from, a text message, um, uh, from his, uh, kala. Sorry, I can't make it today. I, I'm not ready. My dress, this and that, my makeup. I'll see you tomorrow. Get out of here. What are we going to see me? You're not going to see me. The band, the food. So Hashem said to Moshe, we're doing it on the 50th. Moshe said, um, the Kala, the Jews are not really ready. Hashem said, no problem, we'll do it another. That's Hashem. People think Hashem. That's Hashem. We wouldn't stand for it as human beings. Kala, you can't push it off a day. Kishbuch said, okay, we'll do it tomorrow. So the Kedusha, the Torah was the next day, but there's a Kedusha in the first day. You can't be Mavato the day Hashem said is the day. So there's an anniversary of the day that was set up, and there's an anniversary of the... Anyway, let's listen to what he says here. So, It's a minute to, to stay up and learn, right? Blessed is the man that stays up both nights. And you know what? The second night is much easier because you slept during the day. Every shul is not so easy. It doesn't let you sleep. But the second day you slept, so it's, the second night is even easier. The second day, this is the Zayar. The light of Mashiach. Now I want to read to you, everyone, listen carefully to what I'm about to read to you. I'm about to give you a secret of life. Listen to what he says. Shiyumat Kalalaila. Rabazaya. The tzaddikim didn't doze. You can't. You, you're not allowed to doze for a second. You doze for a second, you blew it. They didn't doze that night. And they and they learned all night. 
ובזויה דף תש, כל מן דאשתתף בהדו בהלילה דשבועס. Any person who is משתתף that night of שבועס, אינות עולה וסייסיקל היא שוסו, ויאפיק שוסו בשולם. כל מי שמשתתף עם השכינה, anyone who learns Torah, and, and joins with the שכינה, בליל חג שבועס, How does he do that? How do you join the Halima Shalom the Malayla? You say the Tikkun and you learn all night. Yehe Nishma Lemaila Ulemata. You'll be you'll be guarded in Shemayim and in Aretz. VeYitze Hashana B'Shalom. You will make it through the year alive in peace. And also in the Shar Hakavanas, Tzitzarech Ha'Adam Shleilishim Malayla Hazayis Klal. A person is not allowed to sleep this night at all. You have to be up all night and learn Torah. You should know. And he has this in big letters. A person who does not sleep on the night of Shavuot at all. Even one second. And will learn all night. I guarantee you, you will live out your year. There's no such guarantee in any other three in the Torah. You are guaranteed to not only to live out that year, but no one can damage you. He says, your life, you think your life is totally in Rosh Hashanah, your life is hanging on the balance in this Indian, because if you don't sleep at all, you are guaranteed not to die that year. Come on everyone, after what we're going through, how could you sleep? And that's why it's a minic to learn all night. How much Hashem loves. And you don't doze even one second with the Vekas at from learning Torah that night. You shouldn't talk English that night. Okay, we don't keep that. You should only talk Lashon Akkadish. And you all know the story of um, the Beis Yosef and the Malach that came to talk to them that the first night and again on the second night. And he says, I know a lot of guys who are listening are not going to be happy with what I'm about to say, but I'm reading it to you straight, it's not me. Do not learn Gemara, do not learn Mishnayif, do not learn Chomish, do not learn with the Chavrusa, do not learn anything until you read the Tikkun. And the whole Chabra that he was learning with that night, that the Magid came, which was the Malach, they first said, they first said the, the, the Tikkun, which has Chumash, Tanakh, has the whole Tanakh, it has Mishnais, it has Gemara, um, and it has and it has Zoya. Okay, let's end with this, and then we're going to go into a fascinating subject. Last I said, Tikkun Mishnei Laila Shushuus. So the Kabbalah says you should do it both nights. He quotes the Chida. Gamba or Yuntav Sheni Shalgalius, the people who are in Chutzlaret. Right, he says the following. That the whole story was on the second night. Beis Shalatzeres, the second day of Shuas. Chiba Yisera is a special love. Noidasloi, why? Shabai Nitna Tarbi Yom Nunalif Achar Pesach Shachob Shabbos. That the Kule that was given on the fifty-first day. Lukuli Alma Nitna Tara. So it's a very, very special day. But he does say, you're only supposed to stay up all night if you know you're going to be able to daven. 
If you're not, then you're going to fall asleep by davening. Then you should sleep. You should sleep a little bit and daven the, the way that you're supposed to. So he's very clear here that if you want to live out the year and guarantee that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be go through anything really bad. You should stay up the whole night. Don't doze. And when you say stay up the whole night, it doesn't mean that when you finish eating supper, right, at 11 o'clock, okay, I'm going to go to sleep now till 12.30, and then wake me up, and then I'm going to go learn. It means that from when you daven myriv, when you daven mincha, until you finish shachris, you don't close your eyes for a second. Hashem should give us all the health and the koyach to stay up both nights and to have this havtocha, this guarantee from him that we'll live out the year and nothing else. Now, I have to tell you, I learned this a long time ago and I wasn't sure what they meant. Does it mean you'll live out from Shavuot to Rosh Hashanah, the year, let's say it's now Tavshin Pei, Tavshin Pei Al, or does it mean that you'll live out a whole year from Shavuot to Shavuot? And I looked it up and the Mepharshim that speak about it say, it, 90% of them say it means that you'll live out till the next Shavuot. Shavuot till Shavuot. Unbelievable Avtacha. Chida, Zayar, Ariyah Kadosh. So try to get some sleep and go straight from eating supper to the Shul or wherever you're learning and get yourself a Tikkun. By the way, the Tikkun has the Ksuva that Hashem wrote us. Amazing, and the Tanam, amazing thing to read, beautiful thing to read. Um, and when you finish that, then go learn. Say that first, and then go learn. That, that's what the Kabbalah. I'm not saying what. That's what the Kabbalah says. Okay. If you feel that's not something you could do, saying the Tikkun because you're bored or you don't know what it means, and you're going to fall asleep, then it's just better you just learn. Just learn. That's all. The main thing is that we learn. We learn the night of Shavuos. It's a very, 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 very special day. Very, very special day, and. It's the day that Akash Baruch in fact, got rid of the Macham of us because when we got the Torah, um, we were going to live forever. We got two crowns. We were going to live forever. No more Macham of us. Then we did the Ego. Had we not done the Ego, we talked about to live forever. There'd be no Misa. So Shavuot has in it a Koyach to destroy Misa, death, and the Macham of us. All right, we should all have the Koyach. Now, we're going to learn some very fascinating information on... The whole story of Rus, but, but about Dabar HaMelech. So, Dabar HaMelech, and I'm going to come back to the Medrash soon, but Dabar HaMelech went to war against, against Goliath. Okay, let's look inside. Let's learn the story so that you know what happened. So, Yishai tells David, Go bring food to your brothers. Sort of like Yosef at Tzaddik was sent to his brothers. Because they didn't get along with David. So he gets up in the morning and he comes to Kleistral. Now what's going on in Kleistral at that time? There was a giant. And the Plishtim gathered their armies to go to war. And Klaishro gathered their armies to go to war. One mountain the Plishtim were standing on, all, all the soldiers. And on the other side, Klaishro was standing. And from the army of Plishtim, this man came. He was a giant, Goliath Shemomi Gas. His name was Goliath from Gas. He was descendant of Orpa. Gava Sheish Amos. He was 12 feet tall. Okay? Perfect basketball player. He was very, very, very tall. And he was 12 feet tall. And he was. He was armed. Rekoiva, his helmet, Nechayshes, Aroishay. His helmet was on his head. Veshir Kashkanim Hulavush. And um, he was wearing armor of mail. 
And the weight of all his armor was 5,000 copper shekels. This guy was a, a tank. He was a war machine. He had a copper shield on his legs and a copper neck guard between his shoulders. He was armed from head to toe. Now, if you want to know... Um, he was six foot and a little bit more. So it says he was thirteen feet tall. And um, you want to know what everything weighed? I'll tell you what everything weighed. His armor weighed two hundred and fifty pounds. Two hundred and fifty pounds of armor on a human being. This guy was indestructible. Indestructible, and we are going to learn. He came from Eglon, and we're going to learn that Eglon got up and took three steps when he heard Hashem's name. And because of that, and he came from Arpo, who took the steps to, to Naomi, and she wanted to leave Naomi. Because of that, they had a Masora that Gullius would never, nobody could kill Gullius. So he was an, an impossible to kill machine. The only one that could kill him was the one that stuck. Arpo took three steps, but, but was stuck. So the only one that could kill him was David, but he didn't know that. And David didn't know that. So it was the ultimate weapon against Goliath was David. We'll, we'll see. We're, we're going to get to that. Anyway, so what did this guy do? So the Chet Chanisa Kimnar arguing he was, he was, he was, he was, his blade of his spear was 600 shekels. And he had a shield bearer that walked with him. We're going to learn about who that was. Anyway, so he made a deal, and this is what he said. He said, I, I, "Let's let's let's not have a whole war here. I challenge the Jews. You send me your best soldier to fight me. If you kill me, all the Plishtim will lay down their weapons and become prisoners. If I kill him, all the Jews have to give up. No, instead of having a massive war, it's going to be a one-on-one." Im if you can fight with me, vikani. We're your slaves. And I kill him, then you become my slaves. Okay? So he challenged the Jews. And and um, all Christ will heard the Plishti. And they were very, 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 very scared. So nobody was going to fight this guy. Now, David HaMelech is sent by his father, and his three brothers were huge, huge soldiers, huge fighters. Eliyav was the oldest one, we spoke about it last week. And he goes to to listen to his father, to bring them food. So he comes and he hears... That this Goliath, Haplishti, right, is challenging the Jewish nation. Did you see this guy, this giant? Everyone was talking. Did you hear? Whoever kills him, the king is going to make him rich. And as Bito Yitinlo, he's going to give his daughter. And the, and the guy's family, whoever kills this giant, he's going to get the daughter of the king and doesn't have to pay taxes. So, he asked him, who is this Plishti, this RL, that he is talking, bad-mouthing our living Hashem? And they said, he's this guy Goliath. And Eliyav, his brother, heard that his brother David came. He said, what, what are you doing here? And he said, he started yelling at him. He had a temper. And David Amel said, well, um, I'll go. I'll go fight this guy. Now, here's a big question, everybody. Moshe, listen to this question. If, if the, the deal was that if the Plishti kills you, right, then all the Jews have to give up. That's the deal. Where did David Amal, where does this little boy David, right, with his little slingshot, have a right to put all the Jews in danger? If he loses, they're all done. That's the deal. 
So where does he have such a right? He's putting everyone in danger. He said, I'll fight you. I win, Plishna belong to us. You win, the Jews belong to you. What do you mean? You never fought in your life. You're a shepherd. Yeah, you killed a lion. Okay, you're a good slingshot guy. But this guy was armored from head to toe. How are you going to get the stone through his armor? It's going to bounce off. Stone doesn't go through armor. So, like, they would shoot arrows, they bounced off. Why would a stone go through armor? We're going to see the miracle that happened. But, but he didn't know that. So how could David and Melech, everyone was listening, could David and Melech put the whole Christ from in danger? We're going to see. Okay? But Yom David al show. David comes to show. He says, listen, I was a shepherd, and a lion and a doe and a, and a, and a bear attacked me, and attacked my sheep, and I killed them both. So this Plishti, I'll take care of him like I took care of them. He's making fun of Hashem. Now is my answer to everyone who's listening. And this is why he's David HaMelech. And this is why Mashiach comes from David HaMelech, everybody who's listening. And this is what you have to become. And this will, will give you the power to go up against all the giants in your life. All the giants that look indestructible. And I told my girls today, all the stuff you're going through life. Spoke to a, someone who has never had an addiction today. I said, David HaMelech said how to get over addiction. How to beat the giant that looks impossible to beat. But David and David said to Shaul, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not me, it's not you, you can't beat an addiction, you can't beat anything, only with God, said David HaMelech, I'm not fighting the Plishti, he said to show, I can't do anything, you're right, but I have God, and God's bigger than an addiction, and God's bigger than the Yetzirah, and God's bigger than a giant. Now, now, if this little boy, redhead little boy, comes into your room, and he's, he was a shepherd, and, and you're the king, would you put the whole Israel in danger of losing to this monster, Goliath? Does, does he have the right? Right, does he have the right? So, Go. I'm giving you permission. You can go one-on-one. Va'adinoyiyeimach. After you telling me that you're not the fighter, you have such bitachon. So he says, now you can go. Wait. So Shaul's like, okay, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be wearing armor. You're going up against this monster. And he put his armor, Shaul was very tall, David was very short. And he put his armor on David, which wouldn't fit. It would look ridiculous. And the armor fit. Started, it became smaller and thick David. And David saw that when Shaul looked at him, it was like, oh, he's taking my mouth away, like Mitzrayim with the crown with Moshe Rabbeinu. So he, he right away said, no, no, and the armor got bigger, so it didn't fit. And he says, no, I can't move, I can't do my thing if, I'm, if I have heavy armor. So, what does he do? He takes his stick. We're going to learn a crazy medrash tonight about this. And he takes five stones, smooth stones, and he had from a brook. The water made the stones, you know, um, flat and smooth. When we were little kids, we used to do skipping stones. We used to pick up these flat stones. We also and he put it into the keli of the shepherds. And he, and he, he put him in a shepherd's bag in the knapsack and a slingshot in his hand. But the stones were hidden. And he approached the Plishti. And the Plishti started to approach David. And he was, the, he was holding his shield. And the, the Plishti um, stared and he saw David. By Yitzayu, and he made fun of him. Kihoyanar, he's a little boy. He was a little boy. Vadmoni, you're a redhead. How do you say that in his wit? A gingy. You're a gingy. In Yefei Mara, with beautiful blue eyes. 
We're going to learn about David Melech's eyes. No one had eyes ever since Hashem created the world like David Melech's eyes. David Melech's eyes, it says, had every color, had every color that existed in the world in his eyes. And if he stared at a bad, well, we'll, we'll learn the matters. Unbelievable. What am I, a dog? You think I came from the dog with Arpa? You're coming at me with sticks? And he cursed David HaMelech by his gods. By his, his, um, David. Now you're all going to learn why David HaMelech was not scared to fight the Plishti. Come here, he said. Come here, little boy! You understand what's going on here? The whole Christ's army on one side. All the Plishtim on the other side. Plishtim were laughing their helmets off. Look what the Jews are sending. A little red-haired boy with blue eyes. They were laughing their brains out. Any, any one of the soldiers could have killed David. They were laughing their brains off. Christ was like, what did Shaul do here? What are you doing? Sending a little kid out? A little red-haired short kid? So, the Plishti says to David... Like, come here. I will give your flesh to the birds and to the behemoths of the, of the field. Now, listen to this, everyone. David Melch did not know if he was going to win this or not. The minute this came out of the Plishti's mouth, he knew right away that he was going to win. Why? Because the Plishti said, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to give your, your meat Right, your flesh to the birds and to the domesticated animals. Behemoths are cattle, cows, goats, and sheep. They don't eat meat. They eat only green vegetation. So don't know if it's like, what do you mean you're going to give my meat, my, my flesh to the animals? They're not going to eat it. So he realized that something wrong came out of the Plishti's mouth. And he knew right away that it's not going to happen because the animals don't eat flesh. So therefore, what just came out of your mouth, your threat, is not going to happen. If it doesn't happen, that means I'm going to win. And that's when he knew for sure that he was going to win. And this is a lesson for everybody listening, especially before Shavuos. And David said to the Plishti, You're coming at me with a sword. And you're coming at me with a spear. And a javelin. Wow, you are on to the teeth, Mr. Gullius. 250 pounds of, of armor. But Anoichi, I don't have anything. I am coming to you with God. The God of Yisrael that you made fun of. This today Hashem will give me in your hands. Hikisicha. I will kill you. I will remove your head. He could trash talk, David. He knew how to talk. Did Goliath say I'm going to remove your head? No. He said, I'm going to give your, 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 your flesh to the birds and to the animals. David probably went much further than that. I'm going to lift your head off your body. And not only am I going to take care of you, but I'm going to give all the dead bodies of all the Plishtim today. To the birds, not to the behemoth, and to the wild animals. And you will all learn a lesson that there's a God. Now, it's not tonight's share, but where did he get this from? He got this from Rus. He came from Rus, he had Rus's DNA, and Rus told the army, Your God is my God, and that stuck. That stuck. And everyone needs to know. You all need to know, you want to beat your addictions, the things that you're fighting with. You need to know that you're making money, or you have a family. It's not, it's not because you're doing anything. So he said, I want Klaishro also to learn something. Because you don't win with a sword or a javelin. That's not how Hashem makes you win. The war is God's war. 
and he will give us in your hands. It is such an important lesson. The times of Mashiach, this is David HaMelech. You have to listen to every single word he's saying. He is saying it is not your war, but the only way, all the wars that you have in life, with Yetzirah, with Adik, whatever you have a war with, it's not your war. If it's your war, you're not going to win. You have to bring God. Kila Hashem HaMochama, it's God's war. But if you're going to fight Hashem, and you're going to be an atheist, and you're not going to believe in Hashem, and you're going to believe in all the garbage out there, then you can't win the war. You have to lean on Hashem. Hashem is giant. Is a giant. There was um, a story many, many, many years ago where there, were, uh, there was a dwarf. The dwarf was a very short person, and he was in a bar with a bunch, in Australia, it's a true story, in a bar with a bunch of these huge guys, like seven foot tall guys, big huge guys. And they were all betting, they were betting on all kinds of crazy stuff. I read this story, it was, I don't even want to say what they were betting on, they were betting on all kinds of crazy stuff. And the dwarf, this little guy, says to the giants, you all realize that I am much taller than all of you. And they're like, what are you talking about? He says, I'll take bets, $100. Everyone's put $100 on the bar. He said, what are you talking about? You're, you're, you're shrimpy, you're short. You're not, you're not as... He said, Watch! And he jumped on one of the guy, guy's shoulders. He said, you see, I can be taller than all of you. Because he jumped on the guy's shoulders. So now he was the tallest of the tall. So even though he was short, but he's on, their, on the tallest guy's shoulder, he's not short anymore. That's what Dona Malchus is saying over here. Yeah, I don't got a chance. The guy's 13 feet tall. I don't have a chance. But if I'm on Hashem's shoulders, he's a lot more than 13 feet, my Hashem. So this is what he was telling them. And he did, this he said to Klyostrom. The Yebu Kola Kohaze, he wasn't talking to the Plishtim, he was talking to us. Well, you come up Plishti, so the Plishti said enough, he got up, David, and he went to attack David. And he ran towards him, and he took into the knapsack, and he took out the stones, and he hit the Plishti in the forehead, and it went into his brain, and he fell forward. Now, if a guy's standing and you hit him with a bullet, where does he fall? Forward or backwards? Backwards. So, why do he fall forwards? We'll see. And he killed him. But he didn't, he killed him, but he didn't, he couldn't cut his head off. He took the Plishti's sword. He took it out of its scabbard. And he cut off his head. And all the Plishtim began to run, and the Jews, they went, they went, um, they went running, and they killed all these Plishtim. And David took the head of the Plishti, and he brought it to Yerushalayim. Okay. That's the story of Goliath and David. Now, we're going to learn, we have another, you're going to hear things you never heard before. Listen to this. Listen to this. First of all, let's go, and this is, a, by the way, if you want to know where I'm getting it from, I'm getting it from the Ma'am Lawyers on Shmuel Aleph, no, on, yeah, Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Aleph. Okay, listen. Listen, 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 oh, Okay. Okay, these three, these five stones, where did they come from? Where did he get these five stones? So he says, Yesh Medrish, Shahayu Elachamishim Atsurim Lemila. They weren't round stones from the water. They were, in the, in the old times, we see by when Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do a bris mila on his children. So she took a stone, Tzipora, and she gave them a bris mila. So in the old days, they didn't do a bris mila with metal, they did, they did a bris mila with stone. Okay? So, these five stones, two of them Avram Avinu used, one on himself, one on Yitzchak, one Tzipora used for the two boys, Uvishtayim Yehoshua, Yehoshua used when Kleisrael came into Yitzchak, they all had to have brismilas. Okay? V'achshav nasa mehem eben achas. The same miracle that happened on the Yaakov's head, the Medrash says, it was one stone. All five stones became one stone. And that's the one that went through his head. Okay? Onward. Now. There's a, there's a lot to this medrash. 
Listen to this. Had every color in had. There was never a beautiful eye, like Dovid. wasn't a blue eye. It was it was every color was in his eye. When he looked at it, Sadik with his eyes, he became happy. If if David Melch would look with his eyes at a person who was a Russia, the person would turn into a leper. He would break out with Saras. The Kiva and Shemistakla David Goliath Roy Bemetzkoshinitstara. When David looked at Goliath, the the his forehead had had Saras. Now, um, how did he? How did he get this? The Cheshes he had this this huge helmet on. With that thing between his eyes, so how did how did the stone go through this nechoshes? I wrote this in my book on Hakar Satov. Okay, listen to this. He doesn't understand. Who kela bekela biyoda? He had a slingshot. He hit the Matzko. He hit him in the forehead. He was wearing all this mail, all this all this metal. How did a stone get through? And it didn't only go through the metal, it ended up in his head. It's a miracle, because he was wearing a kavanachoshes. Listen, everyone, to how far hakaras hatov goes. So he says the following. Because of this, the, the, the copper did not want to split to let the stone in. The stone that he shot said to the copper, open up for me, let me in. Until now it was a charge. It says in the passage that she used it so. Until now it was a stone. If you let me, if you let me, I'm a stone. And if you let me through the metal, as a meter connected me, I'm a stone, you're the metal, and you're doing the stone a favor, the stone will step aside, and from now on, Brismila will no longer be done with stone. We done with metal. Across a tov in a, in, 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 in a stone, in a piece of metal. Like it's called the kama, a human being. Next week, Baruch Hashem, the, the, the book is coming out. It's done. It's coming out next week. On Kibbutz of Aim, which is based on Akar Satov. And a girl called me today and she said, what kind of Akar Satov? I don't want to be alive, Rabbi Wallstein. What do I owe them a favor? The answer is, they gave you life, they gave you potential, even though right now you don't want it to be alive, maybe in a year from now, maybe in a day, it should make somebody smile, the potential of one second of life, you have to have such a uh, uh, a piece of, uh, uh, what's it called, a piece of, of, of rock, made a deal with a piece of metal, if you let me in, what do you mean if you let me in? You have to let me in, Hashem is being about, no! No, I'm not asking you to give me a freebie, I'm not asking you just to let me in, you let me in, and every knife, Will be from now on for Brismila. No, you dick. No, you dick. Brismila is done with metal. Okay. Now, just a very interesting point. It talks in the story about a, and this is for all the girls that are listening. It talks in the story about that there was a shield carrier. So that, that there was a soldier, and there would be a guy who would carry his sword and his shield, his, his armory, and hand it to him. So there was this guy. And when David HaMelech knocked Goliath down, he wasn't dead yet, he was laying on the floor, face down, and he needed the sword to, a huge sword, he could hardly lift it, to cut off his head, but the sword was locked. There was a lock on the scabbard. David couldn't get the sword out. And no Plishti was going to give him a sword. But there was a, a sword carrier. So he said, here's the deal. Give me the keys. If I give you the keys to open up the sword, give me a beautiful girl, a Jewish girl. I'm going to become a ger. I'm going to become a ger right now. I see what happened. And guarantee me you're going to give me a beautiful girl. Amalo, David Amalek said, Hain, you got a deal. Upasach acherev. And after, listen to this, everyone who's listening, and he opened up the sword, 
This person became a ger. Who did he give? Who did Dovah Melech give him? What beautiful girl? Batsheva. Who was this? Who was this sword carrier who became a ger? Uriah. The whole story with Dovah Melech and Uriah, right? Says the Madrash. Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, "You, you." Are making my Jewish girls hefker? Like some guy wants a beautiful girl, you're like, yeah, yes? Because you made Jewish girls hefker, like they're nothing, like the guy asked him, you said, yes? I'm going to give this ger your zivug. And he gave her Batsheva. David Amalekh Taka was Batsheva zivug. And he gave it to Uriah, and then David had to kill Uriah and take Batsheva and the whole story, whatever. And because Hashem said, my Jewish girls are not cheap. Just give them away. Neudik. It was Uriah. Uriah was the weapon carrier. Uriah was the weapons carrier. Yeah, I'm reading the Medrash. I'm reading the Medrash. Okay. What else? We had one more thing to say. I had one more thing, a Neudik thing to say. And one more thing to say. Oh, he says here that's a different, a different, um, a different, a different look at it. He says, "Chamesha Avonim." By the way, we have this game called Chamesha Avonim. They were fighting. The five stones were fighting. Whatever happened in the Torah happens over and over again. So he says, "Read something." We read you the Chazal. Chamesha Avonim. They were fighting with each other. I want to kill the plishti. But also, Hashem made a miracle. Like under Yaakov's head. They all became one stone. Why five? One was Hashem's name, one was Aaron's name, and Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov's name. So it's not exactly what it looks like. Anyway... Tavad HaMelech is the was born on Shuis and without David there's no Mashiach without Rus and Boaz there's no Mashiach so sort of the seed of Mashiach um, the Malchus of Klai Yisrael it's the night of Malchus Sheba Malchus um, the, the night of Klai Yisrael, the kingdom of, of Klai Yisrael, comes from this, this, this unbelievable, unbelievable Malchus and Dabar HaMelech, but the, the main thing of Malchus Malchus and the whole power of Dabar HaMelech, and even Shoal, who was scared to fight, saw and said, David, you go, I'm not worried about losing, was Dabar HaMelech said, listen to me, it's not us, it's HaKadosh Baruch And if all of you that are listening understand that's the Kirsch Baruch Hu, then all you need to do is get on his shoulders. When you get on his shoulders, you're, you're a giant. And tonight, I mean, the night of, of Shruis, when we marry our Kirsch Baruch Hu, it's a very, very big night. Um, it's the consummation of the engagement of Pesach. And I heard a beautiful vart, we'll end with this, and a bracha that, that what's an engagement without a marriage? Nothing. If you get engaged and you break the engagement, what do you have? Nothing. An engagement is just an opening to get to the marriage. So as big as Pesach is, the night of Pesach, we learned, is, is the night that Klaishwal got engaged. It was Chiposan, HaKadosh Baruch a moment, said, I love them, let's go to the midbowl, let's go. And Klaishwal, yes, I do. Yes, we're ready to go. And they got engaged. And that night is the night of Leil Shimurim, and we're being watched, and 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 Shvecha and for Kaisos, and it's an amazing, an amazing night. But Pesach is nothing; it's an engagement without the marriage. So, as big as the engagement, we we make engagement parties. I'm not going to get to the whole right, but we make weddings that are much bigger than engagement party. A wedding is much bigger than the engagement party. It's the consummation of the engagement. So as big as Pesach, and that's why it says Sheva Shavuos, that as big as Pesach is, it's only a lead up, 49 days, it's only a lead up 
to Shavuos, how much more and how much Kaddish and Kedusha. It doesn't say a person who stays up all night, Pesach, and says a Seder is guaranteed a year of life. It doesn't say that. But it says that by Shavuos. The Shavuos is the consummation. So you have to be excited Shavuos night. And some of our shuls are open. It doesn't matter where you learn. And you, and you be excited. It's not, it's not like you're going there and, I, I can't, I can't stay up. Let me get another piece of watermelon. Let me have eight coffees. It's a night that we're together. It's the consummation of, of Pesach. It's, it's, it's Shavuos. It's everything. It's, it's the consummation of that. Why do you leave and try him? Why do we end up in a sukkah? What Shavuos? Shavuos is the, it's everything. It's, it's Pesach. It's, it's, it's everything. It's the, it's, it's the marriage of Klai Yisrael at, um, at Har Sinai. And, 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 and Hashem can never leave us and He can never get rid of us. No matter how bad we are, we're not bad. Um, somebody asked me if they said Nasev and Nishma and they accepted the Torah, right? If you say, will you marry me? And, uh, and, and the girl says, yes. Then why would you put a gun to her head and say, you gonna marry me? She she said, "Why are you putting a gun to my head?" You, you, I said, "Yes." Like, what are you doing? But over here, we said, "Now it's Nishma." And then Hashem took them out and said, "Hakigigis." And if you don't say yes, I'm gonna bury all of you. But Hashem, we, we when he said yes, what are you doing? Again, you go to the girl, you say, "Will you marry me?" She goes, "Yes." You take out a gun, put it there. You gonna marry me? I said yes to it. Why do you have to put a gun to my head? So they asked, "Why do you have to do that?" Why kafolim hakigigis? I heard an amazing answer. The halacha is that if a man forces, he's ma'anes, he forces relations on a woman, so the halach is you have to marry her, what's the punishment for that? You have to marry her and you can never give her a divorce. She can bring you food, she can do whatever she wants, you can never give her a divorce, ever. So you have to think before you ma'anes somebody, that I'm stuck with this person forever, no matter what. So Kodesh Baruch Hu said, it's very nice, he said, Nasa Nishma. but one day you may not be such a good wife, and you may be doing some very bad things, and then I could divorce you. So I want to make sure I can never divorce you. So I'm going to force you. I'm going to ma'anes you. And once the Kodesh Baruch was ma'anes us with the hakigigis, no matter how bad we is, it's his halacha. You ma'anes us. You forced us. You can't get rid of us. He didn't have to force us. We don't want. He doesn't want to get rid of us. We should all see Taka the Zera of David Amelach. We should see Mashiach Meher Yemenu. It should Taka be the end of the Malach Hamavis, as it says in the Zoyar. The Malach Hamavis should be Geshechted, like it says in, in, in Chagadja. And we should see Mashiach in the Binyan Beis Hamidish Meher Yemenu Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.